Yes, I thought you were going to speak there, so I thought I'd jump in and get ahead of you there, Gregor. Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you join us on a very special episode of Spot of the Week, because if you are watching this on YouTube, we are with James Golding live from the most popular dogging spot in the northwest of England. James, would you like to tell us where you are this evening? <laughs> Uh, I'm not dogging at all, thank you very much. I'm currently sat in the car park outside while my daughter has her ballet lesson. I see. That's... How long so, should we do yeah, ballet? Yeah, that's about as exciting as my life gets. Yay for oh. being a parent. It's really exciting at times. You get to be a glorified taxi. Oh, I've got all that to come, mate, so uh, I'll be uh, asking you for pointers in the future on, uh, on the old dad's taxi thing. Yeah. So... Well, I don't have uh, It's daughters. all about 4G dongles and a laptop. Yeah, I, I don't have daughters, but I do have nieces who are wanting to go skiing in the winter, so I can't ski because of my knees, but I can go sledging, so I can take them to Glencoe and go sledging. That'll be fun. I don't think falling down a hill is technically classed as sledging. I'm, I'll, I'll have a sledge, so it'll be sledging. Hmm. Yeah. It's... Yeah, good enough. I also did a thing. But if you today. do it with style, and yeah. oh I, I did a thing today. What 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 was that thing? Did it involve a courgette by any chance? I, I I joined the Tartan Army, but also signed up my football buddy, and then just messaged him and said, "You owe me fifty quid," and he's like, "What for?" I says, "You've just joined the Tartan Army." You just. Join the Tartan Army. And decided that my friend wanted to join as well. You know what that means, don't you? What? If you go to a game on a bus, you're going to end up on my bus. Probably. Um, yeah, because we, we we do the Tartan Army. Do you do it from Thompson's Bar? Um, Thompson's Bar one? Maybe not, then, no. No. Well, I don't know. There'll be ones that leave from all over Edinburgh, but, yeah. So, well, anyway, we, <laughs> uh, we've seen to have forgotten for I have no for idea second, what you're talking it? about, if that makes you feel any better. No, it's all right. I mean, uh, your uh, your uh, whoever that is in the car with you is uh, certainly nodding the head behind you. Not well, nodding the head in front of them. Not be in the car. Look, it's empty. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> Made you look. <laughs> right, guys. Should we get on to? Uh, should we get on to what we're actually here to talk about today? Um, now, as many of our regular listeners will know I am still relatively green when it comes to Deep Space Nine um, so if you were listening last week you'll know what the episode is but if you weren't listening last week uh, James, Gregor, who wants to let the people know what we're uh, talking about today? Well I think I think James should go oh, because please. James takes James is our chief note I'll, I'll let Gregor do it because I can never remember yes. the title of this one uh, it's the, the title of this one is the Siege of AR558. It's a season seven episode, and it's it's uh, 
It's one of the more serious. It's things. always it's the AR five five eight. I can never remember. So yeah, pr pretty grim episode. A uh, lot of themes you know, in this episode. JJ hasn't seen DS Nine, so we'll we'll dump him right in the middle of the Dominion War. Yeah. So, what did you think of the Siege of AR Five Five Eight, JJ? Oh, um, well, to be perfectly honest with you, to say I've not a hundred percent on the backstory and uh, everything else that's been going off up to this point. It was a really enjoyable episode, really, really well done. Um, I mean, you really get the full Cisco experience with the um, with his demeanour, his, his, the way he just takes control of the situation. Um, I love the, the, the whole um, concerned parent act from Quark. Um, even though, an, even though, an actor. No, no, but you know what I mean. You know what I'm getting at is that even you know he's not his father; he's his uncle. But he's there and he's showing genuine concern. And I just love the whole um, like, die, you're embarrassing me when he's at the when Nog's at the helm of the Defiant and uh, or at the ops of Defiant, whichever console it is. And uh, he comes over and he's like, you know, it's like don't ever do that again. <laughs> you know, it's it's quite. Um, Quite a good uh, dynamic there that you get with the with the Ferengi element, um, and I, I just like that it's it's so dark in respect. You know, you've you've up until this point, I've watched Star Trek, and it's always been fluffy bunnies and happy endings and stuff like that. You know, and and then you get this episode. Um, obviously, there's a lot before it and a lot after it, but you get this episode and you come in and it's there's no, there's there's no, you know, embellishments. There's no prettiness to this. It's very straight and to the point. They're at a war. They're in. They're straight into the thick of it. Um, and as we know, um, Nog ends up uh, getting injured at the end of it, which uh, leads into another episode which I have seen. Well, not say too much because we'll review it at some point. Is was it the Paper Moon? Paper Moon. It's a Paper Moon. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I say, it's just so... I mean, no, I just love this episode for Nog's character more than anything else. Because it's just like, uh, is He knows he's been... He knows why he's in... You know, why he's there, why he's been given these tasks and that, because basically none of the equipment works, but he's got lugs the size of Kent. So, you know, it's like I can hear something like five miles away, you know. But he's, he's good with that, and he knows how... Um, he knows that's what he's doing and he does his duty but I like particularly when Quark talks about humans and says that they're the most wonderful kind hearted brilliant people that you will ever meet but when you start taking away their creature comforts you start taking away all the, the things that make them happy their full bellies their, you know, their, their entertainment they turn into a different kind of people and that's just like a big sort of message to the world that yeah, come on guys, look. Even Quark gets it. Yes, he very much is. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely not wrong, is he? No, no, he definitely is not. And um... I did enjoy personally right back going right back to the beginning of the episode. I really enjoyed that juxtaposition of Rom 
singing for Vic Fontaine on the holodeck um, and the juxtaposition <laughs> yeah. of right we're going from singing silly songs on a holodeck and now we're going to war we've got Cisco reading casualty lists and lists of the dead and the juxtaposition before the opening credits in that I just thought was absolutely spot on I really enjoyed that yeah I mean, there's, there's a lot of themes in this episode um, you know I, you, JJ alluded to the, the scene where um, Clark sorry Rom sorry Nog we'll get there is embarrassed at Quark's behaviour on the bridge of, of the Define. And, and that's really setting the scene. <laughs> Pick a Ferengi, any yeah. Ferengi. Uh, it's really setting the scene for you know some of the themes that are going on because here you have a young, excitable and very naive Starfleet cadet who is still thrilled at the thought of going to war, still finds it thrilling, still finds it exciting, but is naive enough not to know what the the brutality is Quark's the old hand who's seen it all before knows what's coming uh, tries to warn and Nog um, yep. and fail, essentially fails to, to warn Nog about what the, the horrors are there's, all, there, there's the theme about the, the brutality of war and this episode was probably released I'm guessing around about the same time as Saving Private Ryan it obviously doesn't have being a, a fairly low budget TV show, it doesn't have the the graphic representation of the horrors of war that Saving Private Ryan does, but in terms of, of the writing, the character behaviour in it, the acting in it, I, I think it's every bit the equal of Saving Private Ryan when it comes to, to portraying the horrors of, of, of war. As JJ alluded to in Quark's speech about the humans not you know, what happens when humans don't have their belly. There's a lot of great stuff with Cisco being the leader, essentially telling people that they have to hold their ground no matter what. It doesn't matter what's going on before, how horrific it's been before, you have to hold your ground because of the bigger picture being, you know, very much a commander, very much aware of what the bigger picture is and what this post means to, to the Federation. The resentment from the people there doing it, it's, it's, it's almost like a World War One story, you know, where it's, you cannot cede any ground, you know, you will hold this six foot piece of ground no matter what from, from the generals. I would, um, I would have to agree with you on that one because I was thinking when I was watching the episode, um, I was thinking when I was, uh, when I was watching the episode that when um, Dr Bashir starts playing Vic Fontaine's music, um, when they're waiting for the, basically the the attack, um, I felt that was a rather sort of a, a little bit of a nod because they, they, you know, that's the sort of thing they did in the trenches. They would play music, you know, that that was familiar to the people, um, to the troops, to basically help and you know try and boost morale and you know give them. Yeah, you know, <laughs> um, and I just felt, and I would agree with Gregor on that one, that it does have some sort of like um, World War One vibes uh, about the, you know, the way that, you know, like you said, the entrenchment, the um, the holding the ground, um, the important strategic apartments of the communication, you know, the, finding out what they're up to and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I would agree with uh, with Gregor wholeheartedly there. And uh, sorry, uh, James, I think. Because of the time lag, there was a bit of uh, uh, interruption there. So you were going to say something? 
Uh, yeah, I was going to say that um, it reminded me, yeah, we have got some lag tonight, which I'll try and sort out in editing, but if it turns out that you're listening to this and it still sounds horrific, then I make apologies. Uh, it's because apparently my 4G's connection's not as good as I thought it was doing a podcast from a car park. But anyway, yeah, it reminded me a lot of Blackadder Goes Forth. Um, you've got that kind of camaraderie. Uh, you've got the people all together and they're all kind of going over the top and it just had a lot of that going over the top feeling um, for for me when I was watching the episode Um, but it also really highlighted the personal nature of that experience in the same way that Blackadder did Blackadder also had such a small cast and they used the personalization of the experience of war in the same way that this episode of ds9 does and i just found that i i I would disagree slightly with gregor i would say that that's possibly even more powerful than the message of saving private ryan because you get the real effect on the individual and the character which you don't really get when you have these hundreds and hundreds of people falling apart on a beach kind of thing oh i don't know about that because um a fun fact about Saving Private Ryan is the uh, the film was so accurate and true to life that they actually set up a, a a hotline for veterans who may or may or not have seen the film specifically for them to to basically talk to somebody a counselor about what they'd just seen and even those that hadn't you know I, uh, I didn't actually know that was a something. You know what I mean? So, but there's a really big difference between exposing to somebody to something that can cause PTSD because they were there, or using it as a way of teaching people who weren't there. And I think that's the big difference because you need to see the effect on the individual a lot more to mm-hmm. kind of be able to empathise properly. Um, I can understand completely why Saving Private Ryan, for somebody who was there, would have triggered all sorts of horrific things for them, uh, because it was realistic, but it didn't get down to the individual effects in the same way that Blackadder, Deep Space Nine and other um, things have explored. I mean, one of the um, one of the things that I definitely uh, I would like to allude to as well with this episode is that uh, and this is just a personal opinion, so if anybody disagrees with me, that's perfectly fine because everybody. Can I just takes... say before you say it, I'll disagree with you. Yeah, so will right, I. Okay, fair enough. You're going to look like a right prat now when you actually. <laughs> <laughs> so when you actually agree with what I'm about to say, then that's you just basically fucked it up, and he's going to have to edit that. Um, basically, the the episode you you don't see a lot of the Jemadar in this episode. Um, you, you you see them in the the holo, uh, when they they do that holographic sort of let's have a look and see what we've got uh, attack, and then you see it again in the second one. But throughout the entire episode, when they're on um, the moon or the planet or whatever it is, they are the, the, you get that feeling. You get you actually the way they've shot it, the the the, the way they've the angles, the acting. Uh, everything else that the the way that they did this episode, you you feel yourself like there's something in the wings. They don't have to tell you and constantly show you that there is an enemy out there. You get that feeling, you get that sense. I mean, like um, the guy who was basically collecting the um, what's that drug that they use? The Ketracel. Ketracel, right? So the guy that's got them round his you know, round his neck, like you know, like. Te- you know, like people collect teeth when they go hunting and stuff like that. It was like a memento as a 
and keeping score stuff like that little things like that and the way that they shot the, the, the it's just I got that feeling that there was there was something there even before we actually got to see um, the Gem Hadar and that's coming from somebody that knows they exist because obviously Deep Space Nine's been around for a while but not having seen the episodes preluding to this um, you know you, I think that's a pretty damn good piece of television if I'm getting that feeling from it's one of the good signs of like a, any sort of psychological horror-y kind of thing though isn't it not quite seeing the the things in the dark and not quite seeing the monster under the bed and but, things and, and knowing it's, that it's there you know without telling you it's there that's the that's what it's I used, it's, I mean obviously we have seen the Gem Hadar a lot in Deep Space Nine up to this point but in this episode well we one could walk past the window right now and JJ wouldn't have a fucking clue I'd be like look at that that's a Gem Hadar and JJ would be like where where if one walks past this window now my daughter is stopping at her ballet lesson on her own I'm off um, but yeah I mean it's very much used as a, a storytelling device in this episode even though we even though James and I have seen the Gem Hadar a lot and it's, it runs as a parallel to the weapon that the Gem Hadar are using in this, mainly the Houdini mines. And, and that's another theme that gets covered in this episode is the ethics of how you win a war or how you win a battle. Because obviously the, the, the Starfleet personnel... Don't you just do what Janeway did and do like a bit of genocide now and again? I was blowing up bar cubes left, right and centre. Don't talk to me about the Borg. I can blow them off at will. Um, so it's you know the efficacy because they, these Houdini these Houdini mines are holding these Starfleet personnel in absolute terror. They're terrified of them, and then they work out how they can turn them against the Gem Hadar. So there's this whole question of you know where, is it right to use you know use such a horrible weapon even if it is on your enemy? I mean I don't think there's any right or wrong answers in this episode other than uh, we can all agree about the brutality and the horror of war and, and this it's really i mean you could really go into an awful lot of detail on this episode much more than the time we've got tonight um for an hour but yeah i, I thought that was a great storytelling device it was almost like you know it's echoes of balance of terror or echoes of the old world war ii submarine uh, battles that you know but like the uh Nebula battle in the Wrath of Khan. Yeah, you know, this the, the enemy below sort of thing. So yeah, not seen a lot of the Gem Hadar, it brought into that effect and it was amplified by the introduction of these Houdinis uh, as a, you know, a dreadful weapon of war. Not being seen as playing cricket to win the battle, as uh, some of the World War One generals may have said. It's you know I mean the 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 thing is and that uh, I mean I'm looking forward to actually watching uh, more deep, deep Space Nine episodes and I like the idea of um, the way we're doing this season of Spot of the Week. And You're only we 25 what... years behind. You know, yeah. but like, to be he's, getting, he's getting there. There yeah. are people. Let's be honest with you. There are people that are starting to come in and watch these uh, these series, you know, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, TNG, and stuff like that. That have only just come into the franchise and started taking an interest in it. Yeah, I mean, but they, okay, they tend to start so. the podcast after they've watched Star Trek. Mm. 
Well, yeah, I'm not saying I haven't watched it. I just haven't watched it as <laughs> much as you guys. I'm sorry, James. Are, are you suggesting that you should do your research? And in our case, our research is actually watching the show that you're podcasting about. Is that correct? I, I, I would suggest that that's probably going to be a, a, I, a reasonable way forward. Really? Why? Why? why I why, think that's an outrageous thesis. Why Absolutely do I need to, outrageous. Why, why do Why do I need to? You know, because I mean, why back when you've got a dog? You know, yeah, hey, down boy. I'm a chihuahua. <laughs> Fuck off, you're a bulldog with a fucking thyroid problem, that's what you are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you want okay, to do so my obituary I'm now for the next episode? at some point in the next five to ten minutes. I'm not quite sure how I deal with being in. Oh, speaking of which, there's a bulldog just done a poo next to the car. But anyway, um, oh. yes, yeah, so I'm going to be the alibi. Uh, <laughs> no, it was actually a bulldog doing a poo. Um, Are you sure I it wasn't a you, but I don't want. No, no, I would show you, but I don't want people who are watching this on YouTube to actually know where no, I live. That's, that's so a whole I'm not different. Showing that's you a whole exactly different. Actually, no. Tell you what, we'll, we'll do. Do that after the podcast is finished, because then you can put it on your OnlyFans before it disappears in October. No, it's fine. They've cancelled it. You can put porn on OnlyFans again now. Yay! Mm. can get your willy out for money. I think they've actually realised that if they do that, they're going to have a hell of a lot of l- a lower... And money. no business. <laughs> I, I, I normally pay to get my willy out. I'm quite happy to pay to get my willy out. It's not a problem for me, you know. Oh, God. I'll tell you what, how the hell are we still on Apple Podcasts, honestly? Because... <laughs> <laughs> because you make sure you tick the explicit box like you should do, JJ. Because our to be honest with you, to be honest with you, the, even yeah, every time I upload these episodes to the uh, to the to the podcast host, I always click explicit, even if I haven't listened all the way through. If it's an episode that I haven't been in, I trust you guys. Uh, so I just you can at explicit. least guarantee one of us is going to at least say fuck. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, he can't, he can't go an episode without talking about OnlyFans, you know, so that's technically 18 plus content. I mean, what's the, what's the well, threshold? Only lizards, what's, as he should call it. Yeah. What's the threshold before they, they take you off Apple for obscenity? What's the, the uh, threshold there? I don't know. 10? 10. Is it? Yeah. Fuck, 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 fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. So, there you go. Are you counting, uh, Stuart? Cunty bollocks. <laughs> Is that a Lancastrian so, thing? So, yeah. I, I once... Um, I guess I, so. I, I once had a family friend who had a very special name for... Or you didn't husband, have a friend. Who had a very special name for her husband's mother, her mother-in-law. And that name was Cunty McFuck. That's what she called her. Oh, it should have been Cunty McFuckface, well, we, really. Yeah. But we'll allow it. We hit, we hit this... I- yeah. We uh, we hit this Iron Storm hard, didn't we? And blew we right off did. course. We certainly did. Yeah. So, anyway, back to AR558. Yes. And um, I'm sure James... If we're not careful, William Shatner's going to turn up and we're going to have to bury him in a desert. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure James knows the answer to this, but who, JJ, was the very special guest star that got killed in the AR558 episode? Oh, I didn't know I was getting bloody tested on this. Um, God. Mm. Yeah, I know I can... You've just put me out of my misery. I've slept since I've watched the episode. Bill Money, who played Will Robinson in the original Lost in Space. 
Danger right. Will Robinson. Danger. Danger Will Robinson. See, I have only seen that particular film, and I have seen that original film once. Series. Series, you know, the series, sorry. Did you not watch the original TV series? I used to watch that at my grandma's house. We used to love watching that every Saturday. No, it uh, it wasn't a regular on... um, My regular TV programming on a Saturday was uh, Little House on the Prairie, uh, Dr. Quinn, Dinosaurs and Rawhide. That explains so much. I didn't have a choice uh, with the Little House on the Prairie and the, and the uh, Rawhide, by the way. That was my nana. Yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll tell us anything, won't s- you? That's why Voyage is your favourite, because you I had love to Little House on the Prairie. Well, well, that was on, and then I got to watch Dinosaurs, which, by the way, is... It, uh, uh, that's my favourite, favourite TV programme of my childhood, Dinosaurs. Brilliant. Sh- surely, surely... Um, the Walton- You know it's on Disney Plus and you can yes. watch it again, yeah? <laughs> surely the Waltons is missing from that... Collection of TV horror. Actually, no. The, my nana actually never watched the Waltons. It was Good night, John boy. Yeah. It was Little House on the Prairie, Doctor Quinn, and Rawhide. They were they were the ones. They they were what she watched. I see. Okay. But having said that, there was also. I mean, you could also throw into the mix on my part. You could throw in Airwolf and um, the A Team, Night Rider, Chips. There's probably people going to be going, what the fuck's he talking about chips for? But, you know. California Highway Patrol. There you go, Gregor knows. So, you can just look at the. the there's that blank look on James's face. I'm He's glad like, Gregor did, because I hadn't heard of that one. That was the only one. Yeah, that was the only one of the list of things that you'd read out there. I was like, chips? I don't remember that uh, one. So, the, you know, all the classic. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, my, my, my girlfriend, she's um, she's into... Um, oh, wait, hey, we don't need to go that way. Hey, 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 oh, hey, we're crossing, know, crossing the threshold again. <laughs> I hope you're counting, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, so, yeah, she's uh, she likes to watch um, Charlie's Angels, uh, Murder, She Stuck Her Nose In It Again. Um... Good. <laughs> I'm going to look really fucking stupid yeah. doing this in a car park, yeah. but I don't care. Yeah, I, I, I want to see how this plays out. I want to see if we there's can people, get... There's people in the car park going, that, that's a new dogging signal. I, I've missed that one. <laughs> what does that one mean? I'm going to send a, I'm gonna send a it, tweet it to the Cheshire It means not getting on the wing mirrors. <laughs> oh, yeah, you crack on. Send it to the Cheshire Constabulary. Because then uh, we'll, we, can sh- we can show our American friends how the, how the British deal with their... A, a pretend gun. You can't, because the, the, this is... I'm not in Cheshire. You're close enough. I'm not that it, rich. You're close enough. In, I'm not rich not enough in to Cheshire. live in Cheshire. He's not in Cheshire and he's not in a Range Rover Sport. Well, technically, it's great, technically Sport. it's Greater Manchester now, you know, it's part because Cheshire doesn't exist anymore. You've got to get a... You've got, you're only allowed into Cheshire if you're driving a Range Rover Sport with chrome wheels. I'm also not in Greater Manchester. <laughs> oh, you must be just outside it then. You're from Yorkshire. What do you know about Lancashire geography? Fuck all, because it's like it, it, it's like you know, it's like that. It's like that scene in uh, Lion King. Well, you know, you I'll must give never you a go clue. there. Your big clue, JJ, is I live in Lancashire, so that might give you a clue as to which police force you need to call. <laughs> you, you, you're hopeless at this. You I know. It. I know. It's, it's making his day. <laughs> He's in a car. He could be fucking anywhere. Honestly, uh, it was a step in the dark. But I'm, I'm not. I'm. It is dark. 
Oh, well it's done. really dark outside. Oh, we are getting, oh uh, hello. You can't quite see how dark it yeah, is. Yeah, it's getting dark here. It as is well. dark. Oh, right next to your case in the house, isn't it? I was just showing you some houses. Yeah. Because if I show you the other side of the road, it's got addresses and things on because they're businesses. But the ones at the right-hand side of me, they're just any old generic old people's houses like you get all over so the country. So I don't mind people seeing them. We've segued way, way off track. Does that mean we've run out of things to talk about about AR five eight eight? No, it just means you don't know what the hell you're talking about when it comes to Deep Space Nine. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, who wrote the episode? To be fair, to be, fa- I watched the episode. I don't. That's what James is for. That's his job. He does all the googly magic. Oh, I've got to google it now. I'll do. I'll do it. Oh. I thought you'd have googled it beforehand. Good, because I'm not at my computer with access to. No, I had, but that's at home. See, the the, the thing the thing is with me I'll, is, I'll, and this goes for every single franchise that I watch. Um, I enjoy the episodes. Um, I mean, I'm not one of these fans, geeks, whatever you want to say, that knows every single inch of every single episode. I mean, I know a lot of them, but I don't know the, all the details. Um, so it's like, if I mean, I've, I really should start taking notes when I'm, you know, like, just if you're going to start quizzing me on who was this person and who was that person and who directed and... Do you not take notes when you're watching the episodes? Because otherwise I don't... I, I, this isn't a, a way of getting at you. I genuinely don't remember what I've watched if I don't take notes while I'm watching it. Well, to be well, honest... It was, a, it was an Ira Stephen Bear story, and uh, written also by um, Hans Beimer and Bradley Thompson. So not... You know, so it wasn't Robert Hewitt Wool for Ronald D. Moore, okay. um, but it was directed by Winrich Colby. So obviously very very safe pair of hands when it comes to uh, Star Trek episodes. I'm not quite sure how many of the episodes in total Woodrick Colby directed of Star Trek, but it was more than a couple. That was But to to go back to your uh, your your genuine question there, James, um when I watch an episode and particularly when I watch an episode for Spot of the Week, I want to get the feeling I want to be I want the episode to capture me in the way that it would capture its target audience that it would capture a new person watching it which in this instance technically I am um, and I want that because I want to be able to bring that experience to the podcast I want to be able to talk about it in a way that actually does it because if you were to, if I was to take notes I would be looking at it in an analytical way i'd be looking at him trying to pick it apart to make sure that i've got all the bits of information uh and it would it would lose whatever emotion whatever uh feelings it, it gave me at the time so um when i watch an episode like this one i would say i was able to come here tonight and basically give you the what i thought was the you know what i enjoyed about the episode you know, you're normally under normal circumstances, we have you behind a computer where you can do your um, your uh, Google and whatever, and you know, get the get the technical, you know, the technical information. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. I, I'm I'm going to have to come back at you and say that's the biggest loaded bullshit I don't have ever me, heard in my life. Give me that if, I, if I analyse it and understand how the story and the dialogue and the music, how that all comes together to produce an emotional response, then I won't get that emotional response. What an absolute loaded bullshit. If anything, stuff like that enhances your experience. Do you know who Richard Feynman is? 
No, Richard Feynman is a, or was rather, a world-renowned physicist. Okay, he worked on the Manhattan Project. He was on the Warren Commission, not the Warren Commission. Oh, I can't remember the name of the commission, but it was the commission that did the investigation into Challenger. He cracked the case, and he is just one of the, not just the great science communicators, just one of the great communicators of the 20th century. Now, you can watch it on the BBC iPlayer. It's a Horizon special from 40 years ago that Richard Feynman's on, and he's talking about the joy of finding things out. I'm not going to take that right, away from right. you. I'm, I'm addressing your bullshit here. It's so, not bullshit, but go on. So, he, he tells a story about an artist friend who paints flowers, etc. And he says, my, my artist friend says, you scientists with your, you know, your understanding, I, I, see, I see a flower and I paint it and I bring all the beauty of that flower into my art. And then you take it apart, you understand the atoms and you understand all these things and that just destroys the beauty and Feynman says no that's absolute nonsense he says I see all the beauty in your art and I also see all the beauty in what makes the flower the flower if anything I get much more enjoyment from you painting than you do well yeah and you know what you're not you're not wrong you're not wrong there is there is an enjoyment and there is a pleasure to be taken from finding out the reasons behind this or who did that and why they did that and stuff like that yes I get that but I don't do that because I want to, I want to see, you know, because if, for example, and if I watch an episode and I find myself sort of, you know, not really, you know, drifting off and it's not really grabbing me, then I will watch it again and I will take notes because for me, that episode really hasn't caught me and captured me in a way that I would expect an episode to do. So this episode has done that. I've not taken any notes. Um... Like I say, fair enough. You know, if you want me to be that technical, I'll be it's that not technical. Being but... that technical. It's not... And from my perspective, I'm also quite a simple creature as well. It, yeah. So if I don't actually take notes when I'm watching it, I can't tell you what's happened because I don't fucking remember. So I do have to take notes, otherwise I haven't yeah. got a clue, which is why I've got... I remember writing a note for this one saying I forgot how fit um, Nog was when he was wearing his uh, DS9 uniform because I'd forgotten. And, and now that's back in the bank, so I'm all right. Is that going to be used later on, is it? I don't know what to say. I honestly do not know what to say. I'm, I'm like, we can't have that, we can't have that going out. It's just... Do you not think Nog's fit? Because I think... I've just got this... This, you know, I've got right this image in my head. You've got what a lot, it, got a lot of images in your what head. What is it? Like, the, the Ferengi are getting their, their, their lobes stroked. Oh. What is it? I've got this image of James, Umox. Umox. James just... Getting stuck in about Nog's Umox now. That's... <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight now. Oh, don't do that. The way I'm sat, you'll be able to see my boner <laughs> on the webcam. And there we go. We... Uh, you said you weren't dogging as well. well. This is becoming... No, actually, we said we, we said he was dogging. <laughs> that was our construct. I have someone's, never made any claims well, to be dogging. Going to happen. Someone's going to come across from that old folks... Uh, that old folk's house and knock on his car wonder a minute we're going to hear a wee tap 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 and they, you, you doing anything with that there son you know what 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 is it two 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 flashes for a show three for a go <laughs> and this is what our 
There's a reason I turned the lights this, off. This is what our Patreon subscribers are paying for. Do you ever feel like you're ripping them off? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, <laughs> no. Well, hopefully this will change, but we don't actually have anybody yet. What? We don't have anybody yet. In the for what? Oh, for Patreon? Mm. I thought we had. No, we, well, we don't use Patreon anymore. Cause oh, jeez. Do you mean I edit all these YouTube videos and nobody's actually paying to watch Not them? yet, no, because let's be honest with you. I'm trying to promote these things. I post them up every time they go up, but I'm getting naff all from you two. Where's your pushing? Where's your, you know, where's oh. your... Anyway, moving swiftly on. It's a very dangerous talk when you're in someone else's house, you know. What? Pushing? Mm. Yeah, well, we'll leave out we'll leave out the fact that I brought two massive courgettes with me as well. So let's yeah. talk conversation has turned somewhat from the in depth discussion about an episode. That Did you bring like KY jelly and a rubber mallet as well? Oh God! <laughs> no KY jelly. No, no. <laughs> Dries the best. It's an enriching experience when it's dry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was going to talk about um, how this episode sort of, maybe not post-traumatic stress disorder, but, you know, like, the, 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 the these people that have been stuck on AR-588 have, um, are starting to show, because Bashir goes, these people are breaking mentally and, you know, physically. Um, and now I've been stuck in this episode for however long I'm starting to break mentally and in this episode they don't really explore PTSD in any great depth they touch on it but they cover it in much more detail in detail the, in the following episode yeah so uh, yeah. but yeah um, it is the setup yeah. for it isn't it? it it gets all those playing pieces in place ready for the next episode when we really do explore PTSD in really some quite intense detail mm. but I say I mean um, and the, the, the thing is is there's there's not a, there's a lot going off in the episode without actually physically doing a lot. Um, you're in the same sort of little area, um, and I couldn't help but think that uh, the the power unit or whatever uh, the is in the middle of this communication array thing. I can't help but think that the Jemadar go to the same shop that the Borg go to for their control panels because. Whatever that thing was on, it just looks so much like the uh, the control panels on the uh, on the the Borg that we see in Voyager, for example, in the early TNG. Um, it's space home base. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there That's must be. Yeah, space home base. That's where they go. Yeah, if, um, I mean, like I say, Janeway probably made it back to Deep Space Nine at some point, and you know they've probably sort of, you know. Brought some Borg, tame Borg technology. You know? I, I, I wouldn't let Jane me back on board Deep Space Nine. Would you let Jane me back on board Deep Space Nine? No, she'd blow it up and then she'd try and genocide half of the bloody people on the shit on the station. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know. See, that's see. This is the thing I like about uh, this is what I like about uh, uh, Benjamin Sisko is that he, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things that happen during war. You know, things have to happen during a war. Jennifer! Um, but the thing... Sorry. Jennifer! Jennifer! But the thing is... Jennifer! 
That's to be honest with you. That <laughs> he says that for two whole seasons, he just keeps going. <laughs> but the thing is, right? Here's and the, every now and again, here's the difference. <laughs> here's the difference, right? Between our man Bashir. <laughs> here's the difference between Benjamin Sisko and J- and Janeway. Janeway will Boots. break the rules Boots and the then difference. try and hide. Yeah, well, that as well. But anyway, here. Which hair? We'll she has a different one some... every episode. Exactly. Um, Cisco doesn't. So, but the, yeah. thing, the thing is, is that Janeway is would do something is it that and then got hide behind and hide behind the Prime Directive and the fact that they're trying to get home, whereas Cisco would do something and just basically own that shit. That's the difference. I finally yep. got it out without you two interrupting me. Yes. <laughs> that is the... That is the big difference between it, and, and, and to be honest with you, I, mean, I think that's what sets Cisco apart from all the other captains have, in Starfleet. Is seen, he owns the shit he does, and that's what I'm like. Have you on. seen? And I know you've seen some episodes, but have you seen In the Pale Moonlight? Uh, I have seen it, not recently, but uh, I have seen it. Yes. Without seeing everything else. It's probably when I've watched it in the past, with my dad, but I do remember the name. And is that the is that the one where he does that monologue? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, you can't avoid that one. It's one of the probably one of his most iconic scenes in Deep Space Nine when he does that monologue. So you can't avoid it. I mean, Deep Space Nine's been out for long enough, you know. Yeah, and you still haven't seen it. I'm, I'm working on rectifying that. Come on. You two are mean to me. Really yes. mean Of course to we're me. mean to you. That's what we're here for. I give, That's what the I gave you a podcast. Wants. I gave you a platform to... to but, you know, and all you do is abuse and use me. Yes. Aww. And we enjoy it. If I had a heart, it'd it bleed, on, but sadly I've got like a brick swinging from a chain. That's, a whole, di- that's <laughs> a whole different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, on your um, little laptop in front of you, do you have your little number yep. generator? Uh, I don't, but I can find one. I won't well, be able to tell you what Have you got is. your list? Have no. you got your list? No. No, but give me a moment. I hope it's an animated series. It'd be good if you, you got one talk, from Talk amongst yourselves series. while I... I think it'd be good. To... I think it'd be good to get one from each series. We haven't actually been... We haven't, you know, some, this, the thing is, we haven't actually been talking about this that long, have we? Really, this episode? Well, it's about an hour now. Just under an hour so far. Well, we never talked right. about the episode. So, I found an online moving. Star Trek episode picker. So, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do it slightly differently this week. This one, I have to press, and it selects a series, and then Ooh. I have to press under the series, and it'll select an episode from that one. So, our series is going to be... Picard and the episode is going to be season one episode two maps and legends I'm here waiting can you hear me you you both look really blank in the face like oh. uh, hello yes that's because we've uh, uh, yes. I, I... Oh no, I think, oh, the, I think the Gemma Dar's got him. I think the Gemma Dar's got him. And, I'm here. Uh, Hello. He's back. He's hey. back. Hello. Have you, that I'm was, here. What we did there to get you back was we reversed the polarity. 
Oh, okay, good, so good. So the tertiary you, adjunct take of the, pa- the uh, mainstream... The Matrix. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Well, we because you didn't hear me when I say it, I said it. I'm no, going to say it again, then. We're going to be yes, doing yes, yes, yeah. Picard, Season 1, Episode 2, Maps and Legends. And we've lost them again. This is what it's like talking oh, to a book by the way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like... Picard... Season one, episode two, maps, maps and legends, and legends. Deep space yes. name one. Uh, well, according to the thing I've just used, it's Picard season one, episode two. I think. But I don't want to use any more of my data allowance to find it because apparently, when I use my phone for doing anything other than recording the podcast, everything grounds to a halt. But it's season one, episode yeah, two much, yeah. of so Picard, you were, anyway. You were searching. Oh, God. You're really making me watch Picard. And then I will mark that off. Oh, this is going right. to be good. Oh, right, so it's... Right, it, just, it, uh, it genuinely just we, was we random. Lost, I mean, you can... I like pressed say, a button. That's all right. I pressed a button and it randomly you. selected a series. All right, okay. Then I clicked my, another button and it randomly selected an episode from that series. Well, you like this... You 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 dislike Picard more than me. I. But the, I think you like the, it because I think your sexy Romulan's still in it in episode two. Yes, we're only just getting to know her. She's very sexy. Yeah. I mean, a horrible character, but it's pointless. Just understand. But you said no. I mean, your sexy Irish Romulan um, caricature of. Oh, she's still in it as well, aren't you? The, th- the thing, the I thing is, so. I, I mean, obviously, it's going to be interesting to watch this because I know, like I say, um, like I say, Picard is a series which uh, divides opinions amongst our little community here on uh, Spock the Week. Um, I definitely enjoyed watching it the first time through. I have tried to rewatch. You mean it. we like it, and Gregor's just old and whinges a lot. Yeah, I mean, I will say this though. I, what, I liked it the first time I watched it. I am struggling to rewatch it continuously. It's, and that's not because it's a bad thing. It's just it. It just doesn't have that magic that keeps you going back and back and back and watching. Um, you know, it's like I can go back and watch one of the, you know, the TNG films, you know, um, and stuff like that over and over again because they, they're enjoyable every single time. Is that why you haven't watched Deep Space Nine because you keep going back and watching it? Yeah, pretty much. It's because I keep going back to the, you keep going back to Voyager, TNG, the movies. You love Generations, don't you? He loves Generations, James. I only enjoy that film for one reason and one reason only I and I am film. not afraid I, I am so not much. afraid to I really admit don't it. like it don't like it is it because Captain Kirk no, dies it's because the Data best swears bit the best bit of the film is when Kirk dies it's not it's not a great film it's okay but it's not a great film it's not no, no it's no, when William Shatner is no longer going to be playing Kirk anymore it's amazing <sighs> I, I disagree I have to disagree with you on your opinion of Kirk um, but uh, that's a whole different. <laughs> many people do. Many people do. That I mean, is that's fine. That's, that's like being a Christian and hating on Jesus. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's not the original because you know but spo- Jesus spoiled. I know a lot of those. Yeah, so did Kirk in a way, but because now everything's compared to him. But 
That's because he was too busy putting his willy in alien ladies. See, I, I, I'll, I'll disagree. I think much of the modern perception of the original Captain Kirk, as in the William Shatner Captain Kirk, comes from a overly simplified characterisation that J.J. Abrahams did of the, the Kirk character. I think there's much more depth to Kirk in the original well, series. They weren't the same character the at scene. all. They were completely different. Well, that was deliberate, though, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It's because he didn't know what he's doing. That as well, but it was deliberate. So we're watching. Because he spent all his time putting lens flare on and not actual characters. How can anyone see what the fuck they're doing on that ship? How can they see what they're doing on that ship with all that we fucking think lens flare? on the starboard bow, sir, but we can't tell because of oh, all the Oh, honestly, lens you know something? That, that takes me back That's to the... It's the 23rd century. Why can't we build a control panel that doesn't have glare? That, uh, <laughs> that takes me back to the early days of Spot the Week when I used to edit the videos and I used to deliberately put lens flares into the videos just to annoy you. Oh, dear, dear. <laughs> Um, right, okay, so uh, any f- any last thoughts, any more comments on um, the Siege of AR558? Yes, you should watch more DS9. I am going to. But right now, we have an episode yes, of Picard you need to, to know why all that happened. Not right now. Other than there was a war, it was a Dominion yes, War. Yes, yes. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry, I am... You need to know the I actual... Great story around well, it. Well, I have I have three days worth of CityLink standby coming up at the weekend, so I will hopefully be sat around doing next to NAFOL, so I'll have plenty of time to uh, sit and I do I have it. no idea what that uh, means. You don't have to, all you need to know is that I'll have plenty of time to uh, watch Deep Space Nine, uh, so I'll get cracking onto that. Um, so, yeah, just, um, just in case it, um, it did get missed in translation earlier on, what was the episode we are watching for next week? Um, just to just to make sure everybody at home has been listening and paying attention. Season one, episode two of Picard. Fantastic. Um, that episode is called Maps and Leggings. Maps and Leggings. Yeah. And uh, I take it from now on you're going to be using this uh, Star Trek episode generator then as, uh, that you've discovered. No, I'll go back to using the spreadsheet when I'm actually at home and can actually access it. Fantastic. Right, I'm in a fair. car, in a car park today, so, you know, we're on budget tech. Budget tech. I, I, th- I think that was someone tapping So I'll just mark window. it off on the spreadsheet, it'll get yeah. marked off so that it doesn't get repeated. Yeah. I was actually, I'm actually quite surprised that, I mean, okay, fair enough, it was quite accidental, obviously, but um, that we would get an episode of Picard as soon as what we, you know, as soon as what we have. I thought we'd have... Maybe gotten a, a few more Deep Space Nine and um, TNG and stuff like that out of the way first, but uh, this is this is the beautiful thing about the random the random selection. We can't be biased. We can't be picking out episodes that's, because that's we like this for one. You. you know, it's it's completely random and it makes it interesting for us and it makes it interesting for you as well. Um, if we were picking episodes we liked, we wouldn't have watched Scorpion. No, that is... Well, yeah, I mean... He, JJ would have, we wouldn't. You know, I mean, clearly we wouldn't have. We didn't like it. <laughs> you know, the ironic thing, I, I don't said even think before. JJ was that big a fan. No, I mean, to be honest with you, it's not. I mean, it's one of it's one of those episodes where... I, those rare episodes of Voyager that I'm not a huge fan of it because uh, up until that point, I used to think the Borg was this really, you know, scary, ominous... Star Trek baddie and then along comes Janeway and domesticates them and then sells the 
technology to the Gemadar so they can have similar control panels. Um, space home base. Space home base. Yeah, hashtag space home base. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think... I think if we weren't doing... Is that going to be this episode title, Space Home Base? Yeah, I think that's a great title. You think so? Space Home Base. Mm-hmm. Here on the here on the Space Home Base, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Oh, you've broken I, I, JJ I, I, now. I think I'm going to think of something. I'm going to think of something because it's. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I'd say I mean I've I've not really got like a huge um, huge amount of thoughts on the episode other than what I've, I've said uh, so far. Um, I mean, I do just uh, one last point actually. I do like the idea that when Worf comes back and says, "Right, it's time to go. You're ready to transport," um, and Cisco's just not. We're staying, and um, there's that look. I think it's. Uh, I think it gets that look off a couple of them, uh, particularly Quark and Doctor Bashir. I think gives him a look as well. Um, this is to say, what? What? We're not going because Wolf's like, oh, I would. Well, you know, if we leave now, we, you know, they'll take away the biggest part of me. Whoa, please don't go. Please don't sing. Oh, on on that note, should we go? Because ow, my ears are now hurting. I, think you should. I don't like I think, it. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine's too. I was in the same room. How do you think mine's feel? That's just really, really, really. I've I've got headphones, and it was pure unadulterated JJ there in my a, ears no, singing, no, and 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 I don't like it. There was a mouse running across. The and lo- I've got to edit this and listen to that again at some point this week. Well, there was a mouse running across the living room carpet there, that but just on a run on a minute, he opened his mouth. That's I've got like, a lovely bunch of coconuts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, who's singing off first? Right. So on on that note, shall we um um. Bugger off. I think we should, <laughs> yes. yes. Yep, I think it's time to get out of here before the gym had to turn yeah, up and yeah. ruin the party. Yeah. More than I already have, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Feel free to not come back. <laughs> this is like the parent being thrown out of the house, you know. This, this, you know the, the children of the podcast oh, are thrown don't, away. Don't, the... uh, don't talk to me about parents, I've got something to show you that my sister... I'm all for keeping it in the family but yeah it's like uh, honestly it's yeah. well on that note James sign you start us off sign us off and give us the bye uh, bye people bye bye cool so thank you for listening to Spock the Week I've been James Golding you can find me on social media at Familiton what about yourselves well Gregor go on you look I am um, Gregor and it's been a pleasure once again chatting with you two here on Spot the Week and I can be found on Twitter at Crabbit Ginger and uh, once I've gotten the smell of bullshit out of my uh, nose I'll be able to clear my throat and tell you all that I am the Alba Android and you can find me on Twitter at Alba Android and uh, also you can follow us all on Spock the Week uh, at Spock Week um, you can also find us on Facebook at Spock Week and of course if you like what these two do to me every week take the piss uh, you can support their work at I'm a little bit me. 
I'm coffee. a little bit uncomfortable when you say, if you like what these two do to me every week, you can find it on OnlyFans. I wasn't going to say OnlyFans, I was going to say buymeacoffee.com, which the uh, links will be in the uh, show notes. We're not doing a um, Spock the Week OnlyFans, that's just wrong. No, that is that is wrong, uh, really, really wrong. Um, but yeah... Um, if you want to support the podcast and you enjoy, or even if you just want to say thank you for making you laugh or cry, uh, whatever your preference, then just head over onto uh, Buy Me a Coffee and you can, for just as little as £2 a month, you can get access to the video versions of our podcast um, where you get to see our faces, our lovely faces. And also, uh, when you get to see me in a car in a car park, how Dogging. exciting! And you've not had any offers, and the whole time you've been recording this, this is this is deeply disappointing. I'm, I'm actually disappointed for you that you've not had any offers while you've been on <laughs> this recording with us. It's... I was kind of hoping this would be the first one we would actually be able to put onto our OnlyFans. A live, a live a dogging, dogging. <laughs> a live dogging experience on Spot the Week. <laughs> oh, do you remember when we used to be a podcast about the Star North Trek is boys? not that depraved. <laughs> actually, no. I, I have to. I have to say, so um, it's it's actually not. It wouldn't actually be uh, called dogging. I think it's called cottaging when it's. I believe. I've heard that. How do you know so much? No, I'm in Lancashire. It's called Whippeting. Oh, oh right, there you go. <laughs> See, we're an education, we're an educational show as well, guys. So you've got all our details. You know where to find us. Um, if you're uh, if you're feeling lonely and you uh, want to go and have a little bit of fun, he's in a car park in Lancashire. If you can find him, he'll give you it for free. Um, we've been spotted. No, 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 no. If you can find him you can get exclusive access to our Buy Me A Coffee content. I think that's a fear. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yep, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't like this competition. I do not consent to this competition. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, did we sign off about five minutes ago? I'm just yeah, I think, we, um, I think we should. I think we should just... Yeah, maybe this could yeah, be. Yeah, I think we've just got to say the whole live yeah. long and prosper thing now, yeah. haven't we? Yeah, live long, live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Good job.